Well, this is your Vision Master podcast. Once again, from Intelliversity, and this is Robert Stephen Kramar's Executive Director, uh, to interview today the current and hopefully possibly remaining wealthiest person on earth, not Jeff Bezos. How you do, Jeff? Hey. Not Jeff. Hey, Rob. Great All to right. be here. Everybody says that, but I don't really mean it. it I'm busy, so <laughs> it's not that great, but we're going to do this. This is fun. How much time do we have? About 15 minutes? We got 15 minutes. So in, in this time, make sure you get, we turn back to the issue of advice that you would give other innovators about how to raise capital. Because you're, right. you, you, you um, have some key experience in that area. Uh, but I want to begin with this question. Because it's really the one that's on my mind first, which is you're worth now, according to the stock market today or yesterday, $175 billion. And that doesn't include what, what, your, you know, what your ex-wife got. So uh, the question is, why do you continue to work when you could buy more yachts than there probably are in Seattle? Well, for, you know, the, you know this, Rob, I mean, if you're obviously in the uh, financial business, but I don't have $175 billion in liquid cash. Uh, I have $175 billion in Amazon stock. And if I try to take too much of that money at any one given time, I'm all of a sudden going to be worth a lot less. It's still a lot of money, but I'm still going to be worth a lot less. So I think you have to understand what having that kind of capital accumulation and certainly access to additional capital is uh, it, it's freedom. That's it's just freedom. I think some people might call it fu money. Uh, you know, I I can build almost anything I want, and I don't really have to work worry too much about failing. So I'm free to build and do what I like to call the work. You know, uh, every let's morning, be clear, let's be clear I get something. up. By freedom, yeah. you mean freedom to do the work, not freedom to goof off, not freedom to travel, not freedom oh. to do it. No, that, I, mean, I, yeah. I live for the work. I love the work. And so now I'm free to do the work. If I want to start a rocket company, I can start a rocket company. You know, so I'm not constrained by somebody going, oh, you can't do that, or you can't do that, or you shouldn't do that, or there's no money for that. All that's gone. So I can do what I love, which is my work. Which is building things. Building things. Because actually, as you expand, as you expand Amazon, you're building new divisions and new ideas and new, new product ideas, service ideas. So, Correct. For you, it's an incredible adventure of building things. And I, I so fun. enjoy watching your success. Uh, That's what's fun. But so, so many other billionaires have declared their willingness to give away some or all of their money, quote unquote money, uh, even though it's paper money now, for, to philanthropic projects. What about you? You know, first off, any charitable work or philanthropic work that I do on my own is, I consider that pri private and I don't really like to discuss it. But I come at it from a very different perspective. I mean, we have 930 or whatever number of thousands of employees. Uh, that's a lot of families that we impact globally. 
We have third-party vendors that are part of the Amazon infrastructure. Millions of customers rely on us every day. Businesses rely, and businesses rely on us. You know, we're we're a key part of the economic engine of the United States and therefore the world. So I think a lot of good comes from that. But I'd BS you if I told you that, you know, I'm doing this for the employees or I'm doing this for our clients. I, I mean, I love our customers, but I do it because. I want to build things. I want to make new projects. I want to continue to be, you know, have fun and be involved in, in growing things. And the spinoff of that, I think, is very positive economically, but it's not what gets me up in the morning. It, I th- I got the it is the work. And, and I'm, yeah. really, I'm really pleased you're not willing to BS anybody about that. Uh, the, the benefit to society is a side effect of, right. of you doing the work that you, you love doing. I appreciate that. Right. Uh, and fortunately, you, I believe you have benefited society enormously. So let's, let's go back in time, turn the clock back in time, because we're about to get to your advice about okay. raising capital. How did you raise the capital for Amazon? Well, you know, it was a very special time. I, it was one of the things for us to remember, right? I mean, the, the mid-90s, uh, you know, it was a, certainly a revolution in, in Internet businesses, so there was a tremendous opportunity. But retrospectively, we had an extremely narrow focus. When we started with Amazon, all we wanted was to build an online bookstore. That was the vision. So I think you need to understand your vision. It needs to be very clear. And I think you need to be unmovable in your vision. Be very stubborn. Don't let people talk you out of your vision. Uh, Rob, I mean, I took a, a look at Born to Star and I think you would classify me as a vision master. And that's part of the job of a vision master is to hold that vision close. Yes. Don't let anybody screw with your vision. But the second part of that is to be very flexible about your details. So it's that flexibility that let us say, well, you know, work with books. We should maybe take a look at music or maybe we should take a look at video. You know, back in the day, I think we were doing VHS tapes. Hello. So, you know, So it's that stubbornness on the vision, flexible on the details, and then you have to surround yourself with people who can make it happen. And in your words, an execution master or execution masters in different divisions, however you set it up. And the last one is something I don't hear people talking about very often, which is um, very early on, I was connected with coach Bill Campbell. And, uh, you know, he's written about as the trillion dollar coach. Uh, and he coached myself and Steve Jobs and a lot of other people. And I, I don't think you should ever underestimate the value of a business coach. Uh, you know, you'd never have a football team without a business coach, for God's sake. So, you know, why do you think you should run a business without a coach? So that's a passion of mine. Well, awesome. So because of the possibly the timing and, and your coaching, you're surrounding yourself by execution masters and a very tight vision with a flexibility around how uh, you rapidly raise capital. Go through the actual history of the capital you raised in the 1996-7 period. You know, we did it the old fashioned way, right? We borrowed money from our parents uh, and then we approached friends and investors and that ability to do that, you know, we raised close to a million dollars and that 
let us attract somebody along the lines of Kleiner Perkins. So Kleiner Perkins came in with $8 million, and that was all the money we needed. We were able to go right to an IPO uh, because of that. So obviously, back to the great timing, uh, the IPO was a, was an early option, so we never had to raise funds again. So we actually, but, so to get it straight, you did a friends and family, a year later, roughly, uh, mm -hmm. angels or individual investors at what we now call a seed round of a million dollars. And then you went to an $8 million VC round, institutional, what we now call a series A. And then you went public a year later. Bang. This is, this is the, the dream sequence, exactly the dream sequence. Correct. And your early investors didn't get diluted. They made a fortune. Wish I was there. They did. I could have been there. I just didn't have the foresight that time. All right. So, no. so that rapid progress right to an IPO through two, two quick rounds, wasn't that the key to that was your coaching, the coaching you got from Bill Campbell? I, I really believe so. I mean, if you look at the, the stable of people that uh, Bill Campbell was able to influence, it's, it's storied and significant. The long, I mean, the, there are too many names that you know on that list. I mean, so, uh, you know, right from Steve Jobs over to, um, oh, my God, you know, everybody in Silicon Valley. So read the book, by the way. It's a great book. Bill Campbell. Uh, Bill Camp, yeah, the, well, not that's a biography of Bill, uh, right. the Trillion Dollar Coach. By trillion Schmidt, Dollar Coach, right. Who he also coached along with Sergey and Larry and Paige. And, you know, so you get, it's, it's, it's quite a bit of people. So uh, that, that was very foundational for us. And he introduced you to John Doerr at Kleiner Perkins. So he Correct. made that key and introduction for you. He made that key introduction. Obviously, that changed the whole direction of the company is. John's done for many others as well. So, so I know, what, by the way, I love people that have repeated success. You love people who what? Have repeated success. Very few people, you know, they tend to have a success and they live very well because of it. But you, you want to look for people that have repeat success over and over and over and over. Uh, and, you know, certainly John is one of those, Bill Campbell was one of those. So I was able to have those people guiding me in the very early days. And so Kleiner Perkins wasn't just a VC. They were helping us with business development very early on. So it really comes back so to that, who you, your success was largely determined by the kind of people you surrounded yourself by. Correct. People with and much, right much larger success than you had at the time and repeated success. Correct. And that led you and straight to yeah, we're, we're always need people who aren't necessarily smarter than us, but can make stuff happen in a way that we can't make it happen, you know, uh, and, and I think if I, with the audience as vision masters, we, you've got to understand that you can't do it alone. As a matter of fact, you won't do it alone. So uh, the team is critical. And the old, the old myth that surround yourself by people with people who are brighter than you is not the point. It's surrounding people who are better than you at executing a vision. Better, better than you in other areas. Right. right. You, know, I, I, you know, I think I've said many, many times, right? Stress is the feeling when you don't have control, of the, when you don't have control of a situation. So, you know, if you as a vision master aren't good at the day-to-day -day grind, you better find somebody who is. Otherwise, you're going to have a stressful life. 
And I think that's true for myself and many other vision masters. We don't do well at just day-to-day -day stress. We've got to have those execution masters around us. Absolutely. And when that happens, all, all hell breaks loose, which is what we saw in your career. Thank you, uh, not Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly because it's, uh, we used to say Bezos. Yeah. And uh, here we are on uh, the Vision Master podcast from Intelliversity. And I uh, want you to, to get more detail on how we help, like Bill Campbell does, make an appointment at intelliversity.org slash connect. And that will connect directly to my online calendar, my calendar, and we can have a talk. So until then. That's smart advice. Until then, and don't forget to download Born to Star while you're at it. And that's the way it will be. Thanks, Matt, Jeff. <laughs>